I'm Ali Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode 24, Cody Neal. So today I'm sitting down with Cody Neal, and Cody is somebody that I have known for a while um, personally, and then she has had this business that has completely blossomed and bloomed. And so we are going to be talking about all of those things that Cody has going on today. But before I give anything away, Cody, would you mind kind of telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So like Ali said, my name is Cody Neal. I am currently a senior at Texas A&M University studying poultry science. I grew up on a large commercial cow-calf operation in South Texas, where I was really involved um, also in 4-H and FFA, showing cattle and sheep growing up. I went to Texas A&M University after I graduated in 2017. I've switched to my majors a couple of times between then and then my freshman year, January of 2018, I started a business um, that is a retail business that is a lot of graphic tees with the emphasis of ag. It's called Wandering Maverick Boutique. Um, it was actually rebranded since 2018 and then Recently, this past summer in August of 2020, I just recently purchased my second boutique, Stock Show Boutique. So I'll graduate Texas A&M University in May of 2021, and then I'll take my two boutiques full time. Yeah, and so kind of a backstory for those of you who may be listening or watching. Um, Cody actually changed her major to poultry science, and I was, um, well, I still work for the department was an advisor at the time, but that's kind of how we got to know each other and connected. We have kind of a similar background, um, some livestock judging and all that kind of stuff mixed in. So that's how I know Cody. And I have had the pleasure of watching her blossom from coming into my office of, hey, I need some help figuring out my life to now this like businesswoman who is absolutely killing it. Um, And I cannot wait to see what the future has in store for her. But Kind of starting with Wandering Maverick, the very beginning, where did you get the idea of, hey, I want to start this retail business? I get this question a lot, and I honestly wish I knew a good answer to it because it was just something that I like casually started doing, but I was like, oh, if I'm going to make money, I'm going to just go ahead. If I'm going to sell anything, even if it's $100 or thousands, um, I'm going to get a tax ID, all of this. So it started, it was like January 22nd. um, And then what really happened was a large boutique with a very large following on Facebook reached out and asked if I would wholesale. So it just kind of had those little evolutions of, oh, darn, like this is actually something. So it it just kind of was really fast paced. And so within a month I was wholesaling Um, those hundreds of t-shirts to that boutique and then it was like oh let me figure out how to work social media for a business let me figure out how to do all the logistics and taxes and everything like that so it just kind of snowballed with a lot of um, different big points so within the first couple months it was I was doing t-shirts one way that didn't become efficient anymore. I had to snowball and um, kind of pivot the way I did things and started a new way to do t-shirts. Then a couple months later, I bought my own machinery to be able to do it all in-house, went through a few graphic designers. So um, even though I didn't intentionally start a business, I definitely know that this is God's plan on something to do with my life. And now I really want to focus on the goals of advocating for agriculture and then we really push the support women in ag. I just really want to show young girls 
you can really do um, whatever you want with any kind of background and um, no matter what people say. Yeah. And since you touched on the women in ag thing, that's one thing that um, I know we've connected on and you guys push through your business and your um, designs and everything like that. But kind of being a woman in the business world and a woman in the business world in the agriculture industry, what has something that maybe you've noticed that maybe is different than maybe another industry or something particular to it? I will say um, in the ag industry, I think has the most amount of women coming up. And I think that women are really starting to pave their way, um, especially kind of if you go into ag teachers. Ag teachers are a lot of young females now. Um, and nothing against males and everything, but I definitely think that females are going to have a really strong voice in agriculture um, compared to kind of those other industries that are very male dominant. I definitely think we're going to be hitting more 50-50 here soon. And I really um, also think that the males in the industry are really commending the females for making a step. And even if it's anywhere from marketing to actually having your hands um, out there feeding cattle every day, I think that women are definitely making that nudge to become at least 50-50 in the ag world, which isn't, I mean, in other industries, isn't necessarily common. Right. And I know I've talked to lots of people about this kind of topic, obviously. Um, and I think a common thing that I've started to see when I talk to people lately is, you know, women have always been involved in agriculture. Um, but now I think the role that they are playing within the industry has changed a little bit um, from kind of, you know, the typical farm wife taking meals out to the field and that kind of thing, which don't get me wrong, that is super important. That role will always be vital to any operation. Um, but personally, I feel like there's just kind of like a, a change in a movement of more of a business minded things and um, kind of something similar to what you're doing and me personally, where it's kind of paving their own path. And it's really something that's interesting to kind of watch and unfold. But especially with you kind of working with other women, collaborating on things, how has your interactions with women in business been maybe a little bit different? Um, I definitely think there's been a couple different ways. Um, so we push the Support Women Ag platform and the collaborations with everyone, but not all the time is are some people willing to share that information? Um, sometimes they're really kind of hesitant on it. Um, and I mean, when you go to post on a on social platform and your little space of the internet, it can really get out. And you know that the trolls and um, people who are anti-ag and everything do, like there is a possibility that they'll come on and kind of um, hack your post and everything. And so I think that's been a little different. And some people are a little bit on the timid side to share their story and everything, which um, completely understandable, but I definitely want to push um, for as many people to advocate and kind of be proactive instead of reactive. Um, and there's different ways to do it, but it is really intimidating when you're basically in a virtual world and anyone can kind of just ping you and watch what you're doing. So. <laughs> Yeah, it adds a whole new level of like editing and cohesiveness and all of that kind of stuff. Because if there's one little thing wrong, somebody's going to point it out for sure. <laughs> uh, but how has social media helped you grow your business? So I, it's really funny because I don't, I'm not really active on my personal social media. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'm like, I hate social media. I want to delete it. Then I'm like, my business is Dang near 100% social media, which is kind of scary, but um, 
so I started out just a Facebook page and an Instagram, you know, like we all kind of do with um, zero followers and definitely I would not have been able to reach um, as many customers throughout the states. We've shipped to all 50 states and Canada. So I wouldn't be able to reach those people because I'm little South Texas um, town girl. I, it's not like I'm going to be speaking in Canada to get these customers. And so social media has been a really big impact. And um, even though there's some mean people on social media, I found that the pot of gold is really great. And all of these women love to collaborate. And so um, really kind of doing that and sharing our story on social media, it does get overwhelming some days because I feel like I'm managing 1700 different platforms. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to post here. I forgot to post here. And so it's really fun trying to be able to um, streamline and schedule and organize all of that. But I definitely think social media is a powerful tool um, that I think all businesses honestly need at this point. Yeah. And over the summer, you um, did an internship with Merck, and it was a marketing internship, correct? Yes. So how maybe did that help shape some things that you did or you're doing now with your business or so maybe some things you learned from that experience? Right. So I went into the internship not thinking, or my, my mindset was, am I going to take my business this full time in a year? Am I going to take a full time job? What am I doing? And so I really think going into the corporate world really kind of helped my mindset in, um, okay, you get up, you do this for X amount of hours, um, you set timelines, you work with other people. And so I think that really was was what gave me the confidence to be able to take the businesses full time and really just kind of changed my whole mindset on how a, a big business works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really the step of taking it from my small business to getting really serious about it, taking a step up. Um, I absolutely enjoyed my time there. I did a lot of website stuff. And so, um, which all website platforms are a little different and I can't say it's my strong suit, but I definitely think that it is something um, that is going to help elevate within the boutique world, um, my knowledge on it. So I definitely think that internship is what molded my mind mm-hmm. and um, just like my mindset to big kid world. I mean, I felt like, I feel like I'm 30 most days and um, I really feel like that's, it was just the professionalism and the team working and showing like, okay, this is what a job entails. So I'm just like, okay, what can I do for my boutiques to be like that job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's once you kind of get that reality check of, okay, this is what life looks like in this setting. So it kind of helps with things. So, but since you just mentioned it, so is that the plan then graduation? And then you're just, I mean, obviously these are full-time businesses that you're running, but is that kind of your, your dream job and dream career is just to kind of keep growing with all of this? Yes. So I will take it full time. I mean, I feel like I already take it full time. <laughs> so I don't know what full time is going to mean because I right. work all the time right now. Um, but we are hopefully in the process of securing a warehouse to be able to grow both businesses and the wholesale um, business. I'll have seven hours in the spring. So they'll be online seven hours. So we're pushing through to graduation to take the businesses full time. Awesome. The light at the end of the tunnel is finally there, right? <laughs> it is. It's and, close. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very close. You're within months, within reach. Um, <laughs> but with this new business, how has that kind of helped or how has that changed the way you do things? Or is it just kind of molding it into how you've already done things? So 
the new business Saksha Boutique, it's been in establishment since 2014. Um, the old owner posted that she was selling it. And I remember I was laying in bed. It was like 11 at night. And I texted my mom. It's like, I'm buying this business. Like, I don't, I mean, unless you definitely think it's a bad idea, I'm buying it. Like, you don't have any say in it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we actually ended up becoming partners on this business because I didn't want to take something else full time with 16 hours. I was on judging team then just realized things had to some things had to be let go and so um that business so far we kind of kept the same mold of um what it previously was but we're hoping to kind of rebrand it to make it our own and kind of shift um gears a little bit and i'm really focusing lately on high quality graphics um i think it's really important that stock show world and agriculture world has graphics that are going to actually represent um high quality animals and being really inclusive and so um there's a lot of things i've learned i i feel really confident in my livestock ability and breeds and everything and then people start telling me they show different breeds of rabbits and ducks and i was like you can show ducks i mean i'm sorry i would little South Texas. And so um, it's definitely different, but I'm excited to see how that grows. And it's a lot of custom gift stuff. And um, that's what the main business is, is custom gifts for stock show life. And so really excited to be able to bring in some more ag to it, um, where we can incorporate family brands and um, ranches and being able to kind of do those products as well. Yeah, super cool. And the um just the customization behind it is super cool because who doesn't love, you know, a custom gift. So, um, and then the stock show world obviously is just a whole nother element that just makes it even better. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So um, congratulations. First of all, I don't even know if I ever said congratulations on on purchasing that new business. Yeah. And, uh, again, excited to see how that all kind of evolves and, and grows as time goes on. For, yes, I'm excited about it. Yes. So, okay, your customer base, obviously, is agricultural-based is your business. Um, would you say that that's the majority of your customers is somebody some way, shape, or form involved in agriculture or livestock? Yes, I would say 98 to 100% of my customers are either in the stock show world or the ag world um, because that's 98% of my products are kind of going there. And so we're kind of um, touching on a few more like boutique retail items here and there to kind of test out the waters and do. And I would love to have like a Western boutique that's past the graphic t-shirts and everything. Um, now we do have some that aren't necessarily directly involved in agriculture, but they see it and they're trying to get involved in agriculture, which I really commend them. Um, even the littlest steps to get involved in agriculture. Yeah, and how have you guys kind of taken on this advocacy? Obviously, you're saying, actually, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Um, but <laughs> um, obviously, like the sayings and stuff you guys put on your shirts is all ag-related. But 
when you're kind of coming up with a design, like what thought process goes into like, okay, this has got to be cute and this has got to have a message. Like, how do you develop that? Well, it, you're going to think I'm an absolute loser <laughs> when I say this. I, some of our best-selling designs have actually come to me in my dreams, which is no, sounds I literally weird. have the same thing. I have a notebook by my bed and I wake up and write stuff down that I have like stress <laughs> dreams about. Yes. So I like dream about the designs and it's, it's so weird. I don't understand it. And, and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I have to make this. Yes. And so um, a lot of them, I want to say, so throughout my high school career, I was extremely involved in the Texas 4-H Livestock Ambassadors, which really pushed ag advocacy and everything like that. Um, and so I think that really laid like a strong foundation of not only making it it's really big in like how you word it and how you design it. So it's like, I kind of know what I want to say sometimes. I mean, I'm a self-taught graphic designer. I've never really done anything. YouTube's my best friend a lot of times. <laughs> so uh, it's really just kind of combining that. Um, some have been hit, some have been missed. Some of them, you come out with them and then three months later is when they kind of take off. And so it's, it's still fun trying to learn that market um, and be able to kind of promote that too. But, um, and then I work with um, a lady, her name is, or her business is Carousel Design. So she helps us with the graphics and um, some of the artwork when we're kind of overwhelmed with getting orders out, but no, we still have to kind of do things to get a system in place. Yeah, absolutely. So switching gears slightly, once you're graduating, obviously we've talked about you're going to grow the businesses and all of that. Where, location-wise, where are you thinking? Going back home or where? Yes, and so um, we are hopefully going to secure a place down in Goliad, Texas. Okay. Um, so to be close to family, little small town. Um, I graduated from here, didn't grow up from here, but my parents um, recently built here. Our ranch is about 30 minutes away. And so I'm super excited to come back, even though it's hot and humid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Texas, man. That was one thing when I first moved here. And now still, I mean, I think I've gotten used to it, but my parents will visit and they'll be like, how do you live here? And I'm like, well, <laughs> on you. you do things inside during the, during the hot months. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then as far as for your social media and all of that kind of stuff, your team of people, is it literally, is it you? Do you have help or how does all that kind of work? So I've done a few different things throughout the last three years come January, um, where sometimes I would have someone run social media for me, so all this and that. But I really realized that like my passions, the marketing, selling, designing side of it. And so um, I currently, so we have one fabulous employee for Stocks Boutique who's really kind of helped me um, with the customization, getting it since production partners, all of that, because at some point you can't be a one woman's show and still pass your college classes. Right. So, um, and then I have another girl who helps me part-time fulfill orders. So on the social media side of things, I, um, once I realized like that's what I loved and took it over full-time per se, um, on the social media and the marketing side of things, that's when I really saw that it started blossoming, the engagement, the followers, all of that. Yeah. And with all of that, is there like, I mean, I know I talked to everybody about this, but 
it seems like every page or business or whatever has its own kind of like recipes to success. How have you kind of developed that or how have you figured that out? Just kind of trial and error or what? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Um, so I do a lot of like outside classes and business classes online and everything. And I think um, a pretty standard recipe to success right now, um, especially with algorithms and censorship and all of that yeah. is going to be consistency and quantity. And so um, I'm like, I'm going to annoy some people here pretty soon, but then I realized if they don't want to see it, they can unfollow. It'll be fine. Um, but on standard, not in the last week and a half, but usually you post four to five times a day. And so it'd be at like seven, 10, noon, three, five, seven, or something like that, which is six times a day. <laughs> um, so somewhere between those times and then kind of just checking when people are on. And if we're being honest, um, my big thing I've seen lately is that 7 a.m. posting has been my best. Cause yeah, kind of I've never thought as well. Yep. Get so up. You get on your phone. Right the first thing in the morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> how, how awful that we're in a society where that's the first thing you need to check, right? I'm good right. from a business standpoint, but from a mentality <laughs> standpoint. Right. So that's what, um, that's kind of our just consistency and quantity. Okay. Consistent. Okay. Makes sense. And um, like you said, I think everybody's, it's going to be different for everybody, obviously. But then also I think the whole, well, it's different though, because it's a business that you're trying to grow from a social media standpoint. But then there's also like the advocacy side of things where you're using information within the agriculture industry. But I feel like the getting through the bridge to a common consumer is where there's the most right. difficulty. Um, Absolutely. And so um, well, I actually had a doubt one time and I was like, are people even like, is this even working me posting this on social media? And it was actually my aunt, love her to death. But it was when we came out, it was a repost from Ag Chicks and it was um, about poultry and no hormones, no antibiotics, um, all of the labeling thing. And she commented on Facebook. She goes, wow, you just saved me a couple bucks every time I go to the grocery store. Like I had no idea. And so it's just like, every time I kind of think like, are people reading it? Are people looking at it? I think about that comment. I'm like, yes, they are. Yeah. Even if it's just one person that you know, you just have to think about all the people you don't know that read it. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I think that's kind of, I, even personally, I get caught up in like how many likes there is, how many comments, how many followers and all that. And sometimes just to kind of take it down a notch and be like, okay, like did this impact at least one person today or, you know, make somebody smile or whatever it may be um, taking it. And then I think too, that hopefully you'll see the return on investment down the line, whether they're buying a shirt or, you know, following or whatever it may be. Um, creating that sense of trust and transparency, I guess. Exciting news though, lately, um, you will have, well, I'll let you talk about it, but you um, were accepted as a vendor at a big event here in Texas. Um, how, how are things going as far as preparation for all of that? Yes, so we will be a vendor at National Finals Rodeo NFR in Arlington. We'll actually be in the stockyards um, December 3rd through 12th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
Um, I will have to say I am slowly getting inventory in. I have never done a 10 day show and I'm like, am I going to sell all this? Am I going to have all this inventory? Like, what do I bring? I, I'm kind of still in that winging it phase. Um, I'm going to wing it until we get there and try not to stress. Um, it was something that we had on our list to try to go to Vegas this year with it. And so I think this will be a really good kind of, it'll be different than Vegas, but I think it'll be a good learning experience for next year um, to see kind of what we bring, what kind of sells, location, everything, but I'm super excited. And y'all are going to have a booth. Where's y'all's booth? Yes, we're in Will Rogers. Um, So same thing. Thing. We're like, we don't know if we have enough inventory. Maybe we have too much inventory. Never done a 10 day show. Like what the heck do we get ourselves into? Um, but hopefully it all works out. <laughs> I'm hoping we're waiting on our movement info. So. Yes, I know. Yes. We're uh, patiently awaiting that, uh, checking the email every 30 minutes so that we can get some sort of game plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but Cody, I want to, first of all, just thank you for taking time out of your schedule today. I know that you have lots going on between being a full-time college student, full-time businesswoman. So I really appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, but last kind of question here is where can people connect with you, um, on social media, website, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. And so, um, first, thank you for reaching out to me. I'm super excited to do this, um, internet connection problems and all (laughs) we'll get through it. Um, But for Wandering Maverick Boutique, um, our website's www.shopwmb.com. And then it's Wandering Maverick Boutique on all of our handles. So that's W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G. We get a lot of misspellings (laughs) on our Wandering. And then um, Stock Show Boutique is literally Stock Show Boutique across the board on Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the description box if this is on YouTube or the show notes for podcast and then everything on Instagram and Facebook as well. So um, again, Cody, thank you so much. And I wish you luck in everything and good luck at the NFR. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. You too. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AgChicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our AgChicks channel. We'll see you all next time.